You are better off with God's 300 than your 32,000 any day of the week. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show we have Priscilla Shire, and she is talking to us about a few different things, but one of them is Gideon's army and how God used Gideon's army of 300 to defeat an army of over 32,000 and how it was such unfair odds, but obviously when God's in the game, anything is possible. And so a lot of times we think we need all this stuff, all this equipment, kind of like Goliath and David, when David went out with Saul's armor, he couldn't use it. He didn't need it because he knew God and God was going to deliver him. And we do that too. We think we need all these things. We need the study. We need this, 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 all these things to get through when really we need God in our relationship with Jesus. And that's what we need to focus on. I hope you enjoy Priscilla Shire. My friends, in the book of Ezra, Zerubbabel was the building project leader for the rebuilding of the temple. And it says to us in the scriptures that some people from a foreign land came to Zerubbabel and they said to him, listen, we want to build with you. And the gesture was nice, but Zerubbabel looked at these foreigners and said, no, thank you. And here's what the reason was. Are you ready? He says, because you have nothing in common with us for building. Do you understand, my friends, you and I are in a building project. There is a skyscraper that the Lord is building with your life and with mine. We are in a process every single day of our lives, from the day of our birth to the day of our death. He is building something with our lives. And the people that we allow to stand with us, to walk with us, to work with us, they better have the right tools in their hands to help us with the building project that God has us on. So my friends, I ask you, who are the Gideons in your life? The people who are taking you somewhere, are they taking you to a place worth going? And I pray that you are planted in a house. If it's not this house, another house. I know we have lots of visitors here. I pray you are planted in a house where the person that stands on the platform, the pastor who is teaching you the gospel, I pray that what he is holding up and lauding before you is not his opinion, but the book, the word of God. Because each and every time, the book will take you to a place worth going. Take you to a place worth going. You and I are not the same people that we used to be, and we have no business going where we used to go. Do you know, I tell my boys um, in the morning, I I tell my boys something every day. If you were to stop one of them and, and ask them, what does your mom say to you in the morning? They'll go, oh. Because every single morning on their way out of the door to school, backpacked securely in place, on their way running out of the door, I will look them squarely in the eyes and I say, Mommy needs to talk to you. And they go, oh. (laughs) And I say, you are a man of integrity and character. And they go. (laughs) And I say, put your hands down or I will spank you. And I say, you are a man of integrity and character. You will be a blessing to your teacher and you will be a blessing to your friends. You have the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the fiery darts of the devil. You will bless the Lord at all times and his praises will continually be in your mouth. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. Every single day. And I've still got that three-year-old in the palm of my hand so he still looks at me like this. 
So I'm milking that all that I can. I grab his little cheeks and I say, oh yes, you little man, you are a man of integrity and you are a man of character. Because even though they don't even yet know who they are, it's my role to tell them who they are. And they will be that or I will spank them. So I've asked you, are you hanging around people worth going to? But I gotta ask you another question. Are you a person that is leading people to a place that's worth going to? Do you understand that if you plan to be the president of IBM, but you're the president of H-O-M-E, would you know that that is not lesser a job in any way? That my friends, these people are going wherever you're taking them. Are you taking them to a place worth going to? The people in your sphere of influence, your friends, the people in your Bible study, the woman that you live next door to, would you know that scripture says these people that we think are randomly the coworkers that are in the next cubicle, the one that if she says one more thing to you, you're gonna knock her out, that one. <laughs> the scripture says these people have been entrusted to us. They're entrusted to us so that we can be people that are going places where other people, it's good that they follow us to. Are you that kind of person? When you're not the same person that you used to be, there's just some places you have no business going anymore. Third thing we find out about Gideon, the Lord said to Gideon, the people, verse two, the people who are with you are too many for me to give Midian into your hands. Now this is very interesting because as I mentioned before, there were 32,000 with Gideon, there were 135,000 in the valley. The ratio was four to one, four to one. In a dwindling process that is about to take place, he's about to take their numbers down, not once, but two times, even more. He's about to dwindle down this army. So four to one, and we would expect that God would look at those, we would expect that his economy would just be a little bit different. We would expect that he wouldn't have said what he said, that the people who are with you are too many. He looks at the underdog and says, the people who are with you, four to one, four in the valley to one on the mountainside, the people who are with you, too many. We would expect that God would look at it the other way around. The people who are with Midian, way too many for me to give Midian into your hands. Upside down, the backwards economy of God. I call these the paradoxical principles of the Prince of Peace. That he just does things differently. Sees things from a completely different vantage point than we do. So he looks at the underdog, the disadvantaged, and says, you got way too much at your disposal for me to give you victory. He dwindles the army down, not once, but then again, until there are 300 left. Listen, now the ratio is 450 in the valley to one on the mountainside. And God says, now you're ready. <laughs> completely outnumbered, completely outmatched. And God says, verse seven, Gideon, I will deliver you with the 300. In other words, you are better off with God's 300 than your 32,000 any day of the week. But Lord, I don't have enough patience. I don't have enough emotional energy left. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough finances. I don't have enough gentleness. I don't have enough skill. I don't have enough talent. Lord, I am outnumbered 450. My problem, 450 to my little one. And God says, you're exactly where I want you. 
Because like Amy said so great today, she said, please be weak. Did y'all hear when she said that? Please be weak. Because when we get into that position where we're outnumbered 450 to one, we have just stepped into what I like to call the God margin. It's the space where all of our natural resources are completely depleted and God has to come through on our behalf. We're always praying for a miracle, but then nobody actually wants to be in a position where a miracle is actually required. We always want God to come through, but nobody wants to be in a scenario where God has to come through. Every time he says to us, go into a position where it'll be 450 to one, we say, oh, I don't know who you're talking about, God. I know you didn't call me to be in the board. But every time he asks you to be in that position, teach the Bible study. Well, I don't have enough talent for that, Lord. Didn't you know I'm not the one that should be signed up for that? Be a mother to this particular child. Lord, you don't know how, you know, I don't have enough patience for that. Stay in a marriage with someone who seems to be disconnected. Lord, you don't, you know I don't have enough emotional energy left for that. Start this business or ministry. Lord, you know I don't have enough money for that. He says, you're exactly where I want you. Because if you'll just say yes, even though the odds are 450 to one, I get to show you that when you're not the same person that you used to be, you have no business going where you used to go and you just don't need everything you thought that you would need. You just don't need everything you think you need. His strength, it is perfected in our weakness. So my friend, he says to you, I'm going to deliver you with the 300. David will kill Goliath and the boy with just a little bit of bread and fish will be able to feed thousands and Saul, a man who was antagonistic to Christians, will be able to evangelize the Gentile world. God has a way of taking just a little bit and multiplying it when somebody will just say, yes, Lord, I will go where you want me to go and I will do what it is that you want me to do. Michael Jackson was mentioned earlier today and that reminded me about a documentary that was done on him. There's been so many, but the, the guy that was the producer of the Billie Jean video, um, he was interviewed about making that video. It was very interesting and he talked in one particular point of the interview, he talked specifically about um, that, that one scene, you know, where Michael is walking down that path and he's dancing all up and down that path and every single time he steps on a particular point on the path, it lights up. Y'all remember that? Come on, y'all don't try to act holy. Y'all remember that, right? Come on, right? So every time he walks on the path, it lights up. And so the, the director is telling the, the guy who's interviewing him, he's saying it was so interesting because Michael Jackson is such a phenomenal dancer. He could dance his way all over the studio if he wanted to. He's so talented. But I had to pull Michael Jackson aside, the producer said. I had to pull him aside and say to him, listen, Mike, this is the deal. You are so talented and gifted, we know that. And you can dance your way all over this pathway, but what you need to know is that I have gone before you and I have pre-lit certain squares. So you can dance all over the place if you want to, but if you want these squares to light up, you better make sure you step on the squares that I have already gone before you and pre-lit. Otherwise, you're going to be doing all of that activity, exerting all of that energy and all of that effort, and you will find that there is no illumination of the path that you're about to walk on. And so my friend, you and I, oftentimes we are doing everything in our own power, in our own strength, exerting so much energy and time and effort, and we're trying to figure out why our path isn't lighting up, why it's so difficult and time-consuming and frustrating. Could it be? because we have not sought him who has gone before us to pre-light the path of good works, 
so that when we walk on them, we get to see the illumination of God's greatness, his glory, his power, his favor, his anointing on our lives. My friends, you don't need everything you think you need. All you need is a connection with your God that tells you where to go and when to go. And then we find that the path lights up, not only for our good, but for the glory of his great name. Amen? Amen. That was Priscilla Shire, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Priscilla Shire, Identity in Christ. Also, you can find out more information about her at her ministry website, which is goingbeyond.com. That is all I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and I will see you again tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.